back. It does. Okay, I want to admit everyone here. But uh, good, uh, good conversation pre-session. It's like a pre-game <laughs> conversation. You like how they're the pre-game session. <laughs> good evening. Good evening, everyone. Good to see all of you. Good to see all of you. Now I'm going to transport myself out of the out of the planetary system into the, <laughs> into the cosmic realm. So here we go. All right. So uh, good to see. You. We'll, we'll give another minute or so as people are logging in. Miss Eileen, uh, Miss Milu, Miss Patty. To see all of you. Okay. All right. So it is 701, so maybe we can get started. Uh, uh, Dr. Berman, I think everybody knows you. Uh, just a quick reminder uh, we do have our dialogues on Sundays. Uh, we also have, um, you know, the Tuesday morning yoga class at seven o'clock. So if you have not attended that, if you have time to attend that, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, Dr. Chetna's audiobook is on YouTube, and she and I are now also creating daily half an hour uh, audio and video recordings on the mind-body connection and from some of the more medical stuff that, that is connected, medical and, and biological connections about the brain and then human development, human interaction, so many things like that we are working on. And uh, Dr. Ruman and I will be also working on similar projects as we move ahead. But lots of fun stuff for Angelwing this year. All right, so uh, as people hopefully will log on, I think there has been some delay in terms of uh, scheduling and, and things like that, you know, because as people have uh, started the new year uh, and, and, and whatnot, but uh, we are, it is as it is. So uh, Dr. Berman, you may begin. It's good to see all of you again. Thank you. Welcome everybody. And thank you for being here, joining this beautiful, community of souls that radiate love and thirst for true knowledge. So let's start with our aligning. The intention is to bring all of our energy fields into alignment with that central channel. So breath in and out in and out in and out and now just take a moment to settle into your chair couch cushion finding a comfortable spot for your hands perhaps resting on your legs, supported by the legs. And let your eyelids just gently float across your eyes and close or stay just barely open if that's more comfortable. And turn your attention now to the breath just feeling the flow of air coming through the nostrils, feeling lifting the chest, the belly, turning around and flowing back out again. Easy, simple breath, drawing the life force in, into the body, 
nourishing and then exhaling, offering our energy back out into the world. Breathing in and out. And if at any time you catch yourself thinking, just gently remind yourself that's a thought and come back to following the breath, allowing the body to know that this is a time to relax into a watchful state, watching the breath, sensing the body from the inside out. And let's just move now through a quick accounting or recognition of the different parts of our body. Let's start at the feet, feeling the pressure between the bottom of your foot and the floor, your toes, your ankles, moving your awareness up through the calves and shins, the knees, the thighs, Feeling the upper part of your legs supporting the trunk of your body, the weight of the body being held by the couch or the chair. Moving now to the pelvic bowl, your sits bones, the bottom of your spine, Feeling the belly gently expand with an in-breath and gently fall back with the out-breath. Simply noting the lower back, the mid-back, the belly, the area below and above the belly button. Just noticing what's going on becoming aware with care, care for this body. What can it tell me in this body scan? Breathing now with awareness into the chest, the upper back. And if you find tightness or discomfort Simply give that permission to flow out with the out breath, bringing new fresh breath into those places that you've exhaled something. Breathing into the armpits, the shoulders, and letting your attention just cascade down your arms, the elbows, the forearms, feeling the palms of your hands, the tops of your hands, 
your fingers. And now move your awareness to your neck, up to your chin, your mouth. Aware of the energy around your lips and mouth. See if a nice exhale can release some of the tension we hold in that area. your cheeks, your nose, your ears, the back of your head, your eyes. Can you soften your eyes, relaxing the muscles around them, the forehead, all the way up to the crown of your head. Feeling this body as a vibration of energies, a community of cells working together as one, supporting us. And using your imagination, let's offer this precious body a gift of light. Imagining this tube coming from source, from creation itself, sending this brilliant light down through the tube, entering the crown of our head, liquid light just flowing through the brain, bathing it in love, life force, vitality and moving down across our face and the back of our head, our neck, and on the inside flowing through the nervous system, down the spine, all of the nerves to all of the different parts of the body, all of the nerves carrying information back up the spine to the brain filled with this beautiful life force, liquid light, bathing the organs, the lungs, the heart muscle, the liver, the pancreas, the stomach, the kidneys, the gallbladder, the urinary bladder, the spleen, the small and large intestines, all of the glands of the body saturated in this light, the pineal and pituitary glands, thyroid, parathyroid, the thymus, the adrenal glands. Beautiful liquid light, the gonads and ovaries, all shimmering in this life offering energy of breath and light. 
And now see this light penetrating every aspect of your body, filling it and beginning to shine out through all the pores in your body, out into your etheric body, your emotional body, your mental body, the causal body, the spiritual bodies. And here you are, a beacon of light for all to see, a pillar of light raising the vibration and the energy of your own thoughts, your own being, and having that vibrate out from you in waves of energy the energy of love and connection, health and vitality. Just letting yourself be light for a moment, be energy, feeling the power of that, knowing that you are an energy source filled with love, filled with the energy of love. And taking a moment in case there's a place in your body that's calling for some extra attention, bring your awareness to that place. And with intention, breathe a breath of life into that place. And imagine some of the tension, tightness, discomfort, simply joining the out-breath and flowing out. And the light you drew in now, finding more and more space to expand in places where we've been holding tightness. When you're ready, move your fingers and toes a bit. Letting the breath flow easy at its own pace. Preparing to open your eyes. And when you do, simply, if it feels like it, let us smile. Fill your face. So thank you. Thank you for being here tonight. And um, I'd like to talk to you. I mentioned last week that I would offer you something just to let you hear me talking to my body to give you maybe a suggestion, but certainly encouragement to begin to talk to your own body as a way of starting 
a conversation with your body. I think if we can get over perhaps the uneasiness of actually talking to our body, talking to ourselves, it's going to be easier to try and listen to what our bodies may be telling us. Maybe there's guidance there that we would so benefit if we connected into it and truly listened to it. So before I, I wrote something up, something that very close to what I say in the mornings to my body when I sit, but I wanted to talk to you about one of the reasons we might want to talk to our body and that's to actually reprogram ourselves. And we know that we can reprogram our brains by being aware of our thoughts and feelings in the moment and consciously choosing a response to those thoughts and feelings, not just automatically going with whatever energy the thought or feeling is presenting to us. And the choices we make can be the choices that support us and our goals for health and well being. And when we do this, it forms a new neural network. And the old neural connections that were more destructive, less supportive of us and empowering ourselves begin to just dissolve. So, what about reprogramming ourselves, going down to the cellular level of our body with the intention of having our cells respond differently? And why would we want to do that? Well, our stem cells are the same as our embryonic cells, but once we're born, we're not an embryo anymore. So they're now called stem cells. And a stem cell can replace any kind of cell in the body. It can replace bone cells. It can replace blood cells. It can replace muscle. It can replace brain cells. So a stem cell has that ability to become the kind of cell that's needed in that part of the body. And Identical stem cells create different kinds of cells in our body, depending upon the medium that they're in. And I can offer you a, um, a reference if you'd like to go read something that a wonderful, wonderful scientist, Bruce Lips Lipton wrote on um, how to think about what the stem cells do in order to be able to program our own cells. So the medium that our cells are in in our body is the medium of blood. And the fate of the cell in, in, in terms of fate meaning the destiny of a stem cell depends upon the medium that the brain is creating in the blood at any one time. So the chemistry that's put in our blood by the brain is a direct complement to the picture we're holding in our mind at the time. 
that's why we talk so much about what are you thinking? What is your mind doing? And when you become conscious of what it's doing, you can make a decision, is this supporting health and vitality or is this making it harder for my body to be healthy, harder for me to feel safe and empowered? So our perception changes the chemistry of our blood. And I have a little note here, 2,500 uh, 2, years ago, Buddha says, what we believe we become. So the pictures we have in our mind that the brain is responding to are pictures of our beliefs. So if, let's just say there was an experiment and there were two people sitting on a park bench and I asked them, please close your eyes. And then I tapped one on the shoulder and said, open your eyes now. And if that person opened their eyes and saw someone or something that they loved very much at that moment, then the mind holds a picture of love. Perhaps I opened my eyes and I saw my husband and I responded to his love for me and my love for him. So this picture of him is a picture of love that my mind is responding to and that my brain then sends out all of these neurochemicals. And when we're in a state of love, the brain sends dopamine for pleasure, oxytocin for binding to the source of love, vasopressin, vasopressin helps us to become more attracted attractive and attracted to the object of love. And it also sends out growth hormones, influencing the body's ability to grow, the cell's ability to grow. So the chemistry of our body is a natural growth medium, which is our blood, and it's influenced by the brain, and the brain is influenced by our belief system. Now let's just say the second person on the bench, I touch them and I say, now open your eyes. And this person opens their eyes and perhaps there's somebody walking a very large dog in front of them. And this person has a fear of dogs. So their immediate picture is one of fear. And what happens to the brain when the picture that's being held, the belief that's being held is, this is a fearful situation. Well, the brain sends out completely different hormones. It sends out stress hormones and inflammatory agents that change the genetics of the cell to put us in fight, flight, or freeze. And it sucks all the energy from everything else in the body. So, and, and, and it also sends out antagonistic uh, chemicals that shut growth down. So we're not growing new cells. We're not, we're not doing anything that's very healthy other than getting ready to run, to fight, or to go into a freeze mode. And what I wanna to talk to you about is in the first situation, the image that was being held that the brain was responding to was one of love. And, and 
and we can talk about love as an overall opening expansive experience and I think that it's not too hard to go from love to a belief well if the belief is I have faith in this is a good thing I think most of you know about the placebo effect so the placebo effect is somebody's given a sugar pill and they're told that it's a wonderful new medicine that's going to cure whatever their problem is. Six weeks later, they're cured. And then they find out, oh my goodness, that was just a sugar pill, right? So it, it wasn't the sugar that cured them. It was their belief in the agent of cure, in this case, a sugar pill. It could be, you know, a witch doctor, it could be a voodoo priest, it could be anything that a person has the belief that that is a healing curative power that I'm bringing into my field and it's the belief that heals. So on the other side of that, there's something called the nocebo effect. And what the nocebo effect is that we are sure we have a belief that we're going to get or that we do have a terrible disease. There's an old saying, or there is a saying that if you look for a disease, you can manifest it within yourself. So that fear of having a disease can actually allow the disease to form. There are all kinds of things in our bodies that they call opportunistic uh, diseases or there are things that our immune system holds in check in a naturally balanced system. But if our immune system is weakened or shut down through fear or other things, then these things have an opportunity to grow and take over and contaminate the natural healthy system in our body. That's what's meant by if you look for a disease, you can manifest it in yourself because you have a belief that you have a disease or that your disease can't be cured. So all of that is just about a way to begin to look at what's going on in our bodies, to look at our bodies as a community of cells. We know there's about 50 trillion cells in our body and how could we possibly talk to every one of them? I don't know that. I talk to my cells in general or I talk to um, organs in general. And um, I just wanted to encourage you <clears throat> to consider that this is a very powerful mechanism beginning to ha have communication with your body in a way that you listen to your body. You know, when we do these body scans at the beginning, it's a way of just checking in what's going on in my feet, what's going on in my back. You know, tonight when I did it, I didn't realize it before we did that, before I talked us through our body, but I realized, wow, the left side of my upper back really hurts. So I've either done something working out or, you know, it's just tired and I slept wrong or something. 
but I can send through my thoughts, healing energy to those muscles now that I'm aware of what's going on there. Okay, so what I wanna do is just read you something, which is nothing but something that um, I use to start talking to my body. And I do it, I, it may not make any sense to you. It may, it just may not resonate with you and that's fine. But if it offers you a way to think about, oh, I might start talking to my body and I might think about using maybe some of those words or some of those approaches. So <clears throat> you can begin by saying something like my beloved body, my dearest body, I love you so. Welcome, welcome to existence. Welcome to life. Welcome to consciousness. I can hear you now. I know it is your right to heal, to expand, to evolve into a new way of being. Beautiful, perfect body. Welcome here now. I know that you wish to strengthen all aspects of yourself and to heal your consciousness. So I give you now total permission to raise the frequency of all the cells and each cell's consciousness of itself. Beloved cells, I ask you to activate all of you to the fullest potential of life. Stop aging, I command you. I know you want to live, I know. And for that, I ask you to enlighten your consciousness, dear cells. I open myself, I open all of me. Cells, heal, heal, heal. Vibrate to a higher place. Awaken to a consciousness level, cells. My dear cells, be a master of life by starting to master yourself. Be a master healer cell in coherence with life, with existence, by being a creator, by creating a new reality for yourself. And so in that, I would offer to you what's required of that is a belief that my cells can heal, is a belief that my body itself can raise its consciousness to vibrancy, to health, to stop believing the old paradigm of, well, the cells just get old and die, right? There, there are all these precious, amazing stem cells in our body that given what's going on in our brain, they can be activated to become any of these cells in, in health and vibrancy. So that's kind of an impassioned expression of 
a way that you can begin to relate to your body and to yourselves. And I'd really like it if people would unmute and share some thoughts. You know, does it seem very strange to be talking to your body or to yourselves? Does it resonate for you? Is this, does this seem like a worthwhile way to spend some time to try and create more mastery in your life? And does it offer you a little different way to, to have a different kind of relationship to have with your body? Sure. I think it does. Just having the, the awareness. And I've tried to pay a little attention over the past week. And if I saw myself getting excited in the, you know, a negative way, I tried to change that and say, hey, you know, that's not doing me any good. Yeah. And I'll try to, so to, so to speak, turn the other cheek, yes. you know, and either just get rid of it or deal with it. Yeah. So, so yes, and, and do you feel like that helps you to feel a bit more in control with your life? Yeah, that and a little bit more at ease to help lo lose the tension. Yes, yeah. yeah, because the tension's not you, the tension's an energy. We mm -hmm. feel it in our body, we feel it in our thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. And that tension is putting stress responses and an inflammatory response, right? right? Into our body, which is not great for the health of the body in general. Right. So that understanding, what do, what do you, did you have any reaction to this notion that our beliefs determine the health of our cells? Um, yeah, I guess I can see that. You know, you, you have your beliefs and, you know, some things in life just are a little tougher. So if you can rearrange your thoughts, yeah, it can, it can only help you out. It can support you, right? Right. Get rid of the tension that would be causing the stress in the cells, in the body. Yes. And, um, but it, it takes a lot of mind over matter. Yeah. Or practice. Or practice. <laughs> the hardest thing, it's, it's the magnificent gift of the human mind. And it's also the hardest thing to accomplish. <laughs> mind over matter. Yeah. To, to be aware, where is my mind focused? And is this supporting me or is it making it harder for me? Right. There, that's kind of what I've tried to grab hold of this week. Well, this isn't good for me. Get rid of it. <laughs> good for you. Good for thinking about it anyway. Yeah. yeah. And, and I would offer to you that if that thought is there, perhaps you 
tell yourself, okay, I'm going to take a nice full breath with the belief that that breath carries all this life-giving energy to all of your cells. And we know that if we take a conscious breath, it affects the brain and all of those good hormones get released, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the magic of the fact that, oh, I catch myself. And if I simply just pay attention to a nice, full, soft breath, that my brain immediately slips into a supportive mode for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really, you know, we don't have to go anyplace or buy anything to make it better. We just have to pay attention and breathe. Well, that's some of the things you spoke of last week, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the more I study, the more I practice the things we talk about on Angel Wing the more I marvel at what a miracle the human body is. What a miracle we are. And to let ourselves love this body that's serving us. You know, it's so precious, it's so important. And to pay attention to it with loving care. You know, if this is brand new, perhaps you start with just, good morning, body. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you to be able to get out of bed today. You know, something just as simple as that, but acknowledging this connection, there can be this conscious connection with the body. Thank you. <laughs> Who else? Hi, Dr. Berman. How are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm sorry I missed last week. Oh, <laughs> I'm back. Cool. First of all, I want to thank you for giving such a simplified in information, knowledge about this, you know, how the brain works and the stem cells and everything. Whenever I sometimes hear about it from uh, somebody else, it's all over my head. <laughs> it goes over my head. And I'm so happy that you made it so simple oh, for me to understand in a very, very basic way. Yeah, because it's your body, right? And, and once the words fall into a place in a way that makes sense, it's sort of like, oh, wow, that's how it fits together. Right? And, and before I joined in, in Angel Wing, you know, obviously, I really didn't have much, I mean, had a little bit of knowledge, but as I'm joining and as I'm listening to everybody and all the, I know for a fact, I am the ma master of my body, no one else's. How magnificent is that? That realization. the power to make the difference in my body and my mind. And it's all up to me and no one else. Now, did you know that before or you just learned that through angel wing? I kind of knew it before, but you know, now it's kind of, it's so, it has solidified now. Is it that you knew it, but you didn't exactly have the tools That's to exactly work with the knowledge? 
language. Like I knew it that it was in our power to do things, right? But now when I listen and I know and through all these meditation sessions and everything, I really very, very strong, uh, what should I say, believe that we are our master of our mind and body. We are the ones who can make a difference for ourselves and no one else in the world can. Isn't that a goal to know that? And then it's just a matter of building the habits that support that knowing. Yes, exactly. And, and I feel once you have that knowledge and that, you know, that, uh, what should I say? Um, the thought that, yes, I am powerful. I have the knowledge. I just feel like you have a different um uh, what should I say? That even power is not even the word. You know, you have a different um, energy. Yes, that's a very good choice of words. You have you show up in the world in a more filled out way, right? The energy of claiming that maybe you're not actualizing all the potential right now, but you know it's there, yeah. and and. In the beginning, you know, when I was talking about the cells and how the cells work, depending on the medium or the blood, and, and the brain is the one that's changing the chemistry in the blood, right? Um, all of that's there, and maybe we're not actualizing it all, but the first step is knowing, right? Knowing just what you said, I am the master of this body. And, and, and that begins to then, you're reprogramming your brain because we were taught, who knows what we were taught, you know? Epigenetics is relatively new. When I was younger, we were taught that by seven, everything's set and you're done. No matter, you, no matter what you do with the rest of your life, it, it's, it's a, written in stone already, right? No. That's the thing, sometimes when people say, oh, um, you know, this is how it's going to happen. This is how, you know, at this age, you cannot change. And I totally do not believe it. I can change even at 95 years old or 100. Yes. If I want to. It all I, depends on if I want to. What you want. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> aware enough to know what I'm thinking, I can change. I, I say we can change our brain up until our last breath in this. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's so beautiful to see you so <laughs> full of life and potential and vitality. And you spoke so beautifully about this awakening. Yes, that was the correct word, awakening. <laughs> yeah. And you become different and, and the energy that comes off, right? In, in this energy field around you, it affects other people. So you're not showing up as somebody that they can manipulate. And, and you're showing up with somebody who has love for herself and everyone else. Yes, exactly. And that affects everything. Yes, exactly. Oh, how beautiful. I'm so happy to be a part of your life and have you part of my life. I am very, very blessed. I think every day is a blessing to be part of this whole angel wing, part of being a member and seeing everybody's beautiful face. And it's, you know, like so many people talk about, oh, how are you dealing with 
COVID, what's going on and everything. There's so many things happening, but this space which we are in right now, it's just very precious. Yes, I agree with you. And that's well spoken. We've been lucky, yes. Yeah. And I think we're more than lucky. We've created this because this is what we knew we wanted and needed. Maybe we didn't know the particulars of it, but we were drawn here because we knew we wanted something like this. Yes, yes, absolutely. You and have to. We, I'm sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. But we're creating it. You know, everything you say, everything everybody else says, right? That's what's creating this experience that we have together. We're all a part of this creation. And I think it sends really good, beautiful energy out into the world. Yes, absolutely. Some, I don't know whether I mentioned it last week, but somebody said something to me in, in, in one of the book clubs I'm in that about how Earth's atmosphere is a closed system. So, you know, the Aristotle's exhale is still in the air, right? <laughs> Buddha's chants, the energy of Buddha's chants, still in the air. Jesus, right? The, 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 the energy of Jesus's teachings, it's still in the air. Moses, right? All of these luminaries who we still talk about because they made such a positive change in their lives. Perhaps we're vibrating in such a way that some of that energy is coming in and in our own way, we're making the discoveries that people gathered around those people were having in their day. Because if it's a closed you know, system, if the atmosphere is a closed system, it's all, if it's been here, it's still here, right? So how beautiful is that? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> me, me too. I, I was, I had no, I don't know why I had no idea. I had no idea that our atmosphere, do you know what, it's a closed system. I guess that's why there's global warming, right? Because if it was an open system, the heat would go out into other galaxies, other universes, but it's not. Makes sense to me, it's not. But then when you think about it on that particular level, right? If there's somebody in history, that you admired and it's like, yeah, they're breathing the same air. They breathe the same air I'm breathing. Their energies are still on the planet. Mm -hmm. I, so, don't, I don't know to bring up this subject, but well, two things, uh, just, you know, joining Angel Wing, what is it, near two years, right? In the beginning, I never knew how involved and how informative and educational it could be. You know, you just think of meditation and that's it. But Angel Wing offers so much more, really, you know? And, and the way people are responding to what's being offered makes it a living, growing um, energy field. Mm -hmm. 
you know, we look forward to Wednesday nights or we look forward to Sunday or what, you, mm. because there's something vibrant and alive in it. And we're a part of that. We're, mm. we're all creating that. It's not like somebody's creating it and somebody's being fed that, right? Information. It's just like, no, everybody. I always, I always say that what happens on Wednesday evening is so much a function of what the people who show up on the screen are thinking, feeling, and saying. Mm -hmm. So it's a collaboration. Yeah, very much so. But I, I've been, it's been on my mind all day, all this, you know, that came up with what Whoopi Goldberg had said. I don't on, I have no idea. What. Oh, something on the view and something about the Holocaust um, wasn't a racial issue. Well, maybe her words were a little mixed up there, but then she continued to say, you know, what goes on in the world is how humanity treats humanity. And I have, I feel like, I don't know if I agree with her first statement, but if people could just treat people with kindness, that's all the world needs. It doesn't matter what nationality, what color you are, what country you're from, if people would just be nice to people. And yeah. I think that was the, the basis of one thing that she said. And if I understood it right, I agree with that because we were all just people. And why can't we treat each other with the kindness that we should? I, I think about that a lot. I, I'm a psychologist. I'm in a field where it pays to think about that a lot. <laughs> and I would offer to you that one of, the, one of the ways that I've explored it is through the lens of, in essence, how do I or if I'm talking to someone else, how do you treat yourself? And, and in, in that very innermost part is the inner critic so loud that you rarely ever tell yourself that you've done good or you're worthy of love or, or offer love to your own body, offer love and respect to the cells of your body, right? And so, I often wonder if, I don't wonder, I think I think that the harshness and the cruelty to others is a reflection of our own inner harshness to ourselves. And, and we learn that very, very young. It's not like we come out of the womb hating people or being, you know, deciding that there's not enough to go around. So I have to grab mine before somebody else grabs theirs. I think we come out pretty, you know, welcoming yeah. to experience. So 
I'm hoping that we're in a place now that technology has given us avenues to share information in ways that more and more people can be told it's not only okay, it's really important to find loving kindness for yourself. You know, as anybody in the healing profession has taught pretty early on, you can never give better energy to anyone else than you're giving yourself. And if you're always putting yourself last and other people first, you're going to burn out. It's not if, it's when you're going to burn out. And so to go against what's been go against what was maybe the primary conditioning in, in a person's life, that you're here to help others, right? Your job is to help others. Your worth is based on what have you done for somebody else lately? Not mm -hmm. a great way to be brought up in the sense of then it feels selfish to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. If arrogant to say I'm worthy of love I am going to love allow myself to love myself because I think if we're not afraid love is the response we have you know it's the fear that covers up that natural response of being open to life and to other people so the, those are some thoughts that I've had over the many many years I've thought about I just don't get it. You know, somebody who's worth $20 billion and now they're closing down another company or, you know, won't pay minimum wage for somebody working in their company. How much money do you need? You know, there has to have, something has to have gotten broken in terms of a connection to uh, the rest of humanity for that level of selfishness or cruelty. And I think often when we see cruelty, it's, it's either cruelty that was visited on people when they were younger. And, and there's an old saying that if, you, if you're a victim of abuse, you either try and become the abuser or you just surrender to be a victim your whole life, mm -hmm. right? That's not true. You can heal from trauma. But I think that those are two ways that we see happen in the world. You know, some people just let everybody take advantage of them. Some people are just taking advantage of everybody they can get away with. And, and you know, I have faith in humanity that we can build a better world. And I hope that we're part of that. I hope that what we do here together in Angel Wing is a part of really knowing that humanity has tremendous potential and that in love, the whole planet will benefit. And, and to love ourselves because guilt and shame are really, really corrosive, destructive energies. It's a good place to get some strength. Yeah you know, from our program to help ourselves. Yeah, because that's the help that means the most, right? Mm -hmm. We have more power in our, in our lives than anybody else's. Doesn't mean we're always using it, but we have, we have the potential for more power. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Who else? Can we hear from some other voices? 
Mm, we have silence. <laughs> All right, Sachin, are you going to chime in with a thought or two? From outer space. Yeah, he's out on in, in Andromeda somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Irene, do you have a few words for us? How are you? We, we can't hear you. <laughs> are, are you talking to me? Yeah. yeah. Do I oh, keep calling you the wrong name? I thought you said Irene. <laughs> I thought you were talking to someone else. No, I'm talking to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. It was, it was just... I was just enjoying sitting back and listening to the conversation. It was very interesting. Flow over you. <laughs> I I don't imagine myself verbally talking to my my body. Okay. I feel like I talk to my body during my meditation. So that's an internal, nonverbal conversation that I have but I feel like I have seen it be effective when I have tried to focus on an area with intention to, of healing and I have felt better. Beautiful. So you don't even use words. You just have the intention and you can send that. That's yeah, all un unspoken with me. <laughs> How beautiful, how beautiful. I mean, perhaps your relationship with your body is so real, it doesn't need words to, it doesn't need language, right? That, that, that you can have a thought and it's already done. How wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Are you keeping things together for yourself? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I'm I'm holding on to my practice because because I really need it right now because I'm I'm losing me. So <laughs> that so, for you. Huh? I wish that for you. I hope Thank you can you. hold on. No. I yeah. think you are. I think you are. Yeah, it's it's um, you're, you show up. You really show up. <laughs> Well, I, I look forward to this. You know, I, I'm, I, I'm losing time for myself. I don't have yeah. time for myself that I used to have. So this is an adjustment to try and find me in all of the changes that's going on. Yeah. But yeah. I am determined not, not to lose me because I have too many things that I find important that I want to pursue. <laughs> You have way too much to offer to lose yourself. <laughs> yeah. So hold on to that. Hold on to that respect for all your potential. We all love seeing you, Eileen. Yes. Thank you. I love seeing you guys too. It's mm -hmm. special. Even though we're getting smaller and smaller, it's still special. Yeah, we have to on recruiting. <laughs> I mean, how's Larry doing? He's doing better every day. Oh, better goodness. every day. This this dialysis was the answer for now. Anyway, that was what 
he really needed. Wow. And th today his weight was down to 250. I don't know whether anyone knew that he was 280 when I put him in the hospital. No. With all the extra um, fluid gain. Yes. So oh. 250, he hasn't been at 250 for a long time. And I can see that it's helping him to get better, get around a little bit better. Um, he's starting to think and it's, it's just a real joy to watch him improve each day. I mean, he's got a long way to go, but I know where we were just a couple weeks ago. So, but still right now, it's still a lot for me to do. So I'm, yeah. I'm trying to, to handle it and it'll, it'll work out. I got the best that faith. You. <laughs> Sorry. And hold the best up to both you. of you. Thank you. Yeah. Sachin. Yes. Oh, he came back. <laughs> yes. No, I, I had ordered something from DoorDash and they keep going to the wrong place, you know, so that's, <laughs> so I had to go back. I had to, that's why I had my hat on. I had to go out there and ask the guy to come back. Wow, this is me, right? Three addresses with the same address, 201 Michelle Court, and three different. It's just, it's just it's crazy, you know, so it becomes confusing. But anyway. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> it's all right. It's, it's, uh, but I, we, I finally adjusted the GPS pin and all that thing, you know, so it's, uh, it's interesting the way this, the system works sometimes. But it's been a really great session, you know, Dr. Berman, thank you very much. I, I, I just I want to just make one comment, really that I think when we talk about human conflict and human suffering and difficulties and problems and all this thing, it, from, a, from, a, like, you know, from a more broader perspective, we could say, I mean, I, it, this has been in my mind over the years, we could say that the, all of those difficulties or challenges have been placed in front of us by nature or God or consciousness, whatever you want to call it. It's been placed there so that we can evolve further. If, if the difficulties and challenges and all those things were not there, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have scientific development. We wouldn't have technological development. Uh, uh, you know, we, wouldn't, we would not be able to progress internally also. Uh, so there is something to be said in a very unusual way for all the difficulties that do uh, occur in life, that they're there so that we can evolve further. I don't know what anybody thinks about that. Yeah, well, yeah, when you said that, I thought, yes, it's very easy to become complacent when things are pretty fairly easy. Sure. Right? And to take things for granted. And there's that challenge, right? When something happens and you're jolted in a, in a way, there's that challenge to push yourself to know more and more of who you are and what you can do. You use the word complacency and that really, I mean, I, I, it's interesting you said that because last several weeks I've been really thinking about that a lot, meditating on that. It's like, you know, sometimes we feel like we've come to a certain stage in life and things are okay as they're, but there's always so much more to grow and learn and, and evolve. And I, I think it's one of the biggest mistakes anybody could make to think that I'm just, you know, I'm just good where I am. I mean, that's fine. We're good where we are. But there's so much dynamic growth that continuously can happen rather than get into just a stagnated pattern or get into just that complacency. 
Well, I would offer that we can't stay in a stagnated pattern for too long because the nature of energy and if everything at its core is energy is change. Yes. That's the one thing that's consistent yes. in, in our manifest reality is change. We can count on change, not, not much of anything else, right? So to be able to understand our role within the context of change. And for me, that's why I use the term self-mastery, right? That I'm not a victim of change. I'm, I, somebody at one point said, do you wanna be a leaf buffered in the winds of change? Or do you want to be a surfer surfing the winds of change gracefully, awesome. right? And. I don't know about you, it's pretty easy for me to make a choice there. I don't know how to surf, but the idea of being able to go through these, you know, the winds of change, right? Yes. Be just being ripped apart by the turbulence of it. Yeah, yeah yes. That's, see, that's a very interesting distinction, you know, to not, to not be ripped apart by the turbulence of the change, but to go with the flow in many ways to be able to navigate through that. And, and then also to decide what type and level of experience we want for our enhancement. We talked about that before our, our session today. And I've in that, that that's, that's something that I've been really trying to build that in my life that way. I have to decide what do, what is the experience I'm looking for, for, for me. And it's going to be different for each person. Everyone has their own own individualized desires and wants and, and whatnot, but, but to really be aware of that, that where is my experience going to come from? What do I, what am I looking for? And how can I build my each day to, to unravel that experience? Mm. You know, rather than, rather than just uh, getting overrun by the overflow of the material world and the material existence. Yeah, and I would say that the the reason the answer for what do I want, right? What do I truly need and want to achieve what I want in my life? The reason that's different for each of us is because each of us come with our own unique set of gifts, potentials, and challenges, right? So the way we move through life is going to offer us different experiences, different opportunities. And, and it takes all of us together to make this earth fruitful and bloom again. And I mean by that, all life on the earth. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I, I think even, even living our day-to-day -day existence with such a broad vision Mm -hmm. is, is, a, is a tremendous gift to, to existence. You know, it, it's almost like we, we think that the world, the existence, humanity, they're benefiting us, that, which is true. There's no question. But we are also uh, having massive impact in, on all of existence. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's part of being able to love ourselves, to be able to see my smile, my kind word to somebody, that means something. Exactly. It's so easy to think, look, if I achieved it, how hard can it be? And kind of discount, 
what it is we've achieved, but it's much better with humility to say, no, I'm contributing something of value to this closed energy system we're living in, right? And also the, the sense of new discovery, because discovery of consciousness or you know, higher realization, it's not a static thing. It's not like when, when, when one gets there and it's over. It's not like that. It's not like some material object we want and we get it and then we experience it and it's done with. It's not that kind of thing. It is an evolving, ever new, newer and newer ways of seeing things. And it's a further opening, 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 opening. I mean, I've heard it put this way that, that uh, the human life in one sense is a journey from the finite to the infinite. Mm-hmm. yes you know yeah. whatever the infinite may be you can call it god or consciousness or energy or you call it whatever you know, tradition wise or whatever but but i think that the the significance of day-to-day internal evolution and internal revolution so both go together internal revolution so that we are transforming into the higher into the into into the self mastery state. That is the revolution in, in the external revolutions are there politically and all those things. That's a different. That's a, that's also a, a whole different su- subject. But but there's an inner revolution and there's an inner evolution. And from that evolution, then that leads to actions that are truly enhancing. All of humanity. Yes. Mm. And, and, and it doesn't take millions of people to do that. It takes even just a few people who are truly in that in that state, wherever they go, that 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 vibration, that aura, that 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 uh, that power is just resonating there all the time. You know this statement, wherever I go, there I am. Right, exactly. I earlier today saying something about I, I I planned this vacation, went on this vacation, and then I realized I brought all my worries with me. Sure. And sure. yeah, wherever I go, there I am. And and if there's part of me that knows love and 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 wants everybody, all life to know love in, in whatever way is meaningful to them then you take that to the gas station when you fill up your car, right? You take it to the beach or the- I'm or, on the beach now, there we go, you know, so there we go. <laughs> Wherever you go, there I am. See, I just want to <laughs> Yes. Folks, it's been a beautiful, beautiful discussion. We are at 8, 11 a.m. We're trying to be mindful of time. It's good to go over a little bit at this nice, tiny, small group today. It's such a blessing, you know, to see all of you. and. Uh, I just want to offer, uh, on behalf of Dr. Chetna, of course, you know, the, who's not, not with us today, uh, oh, but yeah. I know, that, I, I know, that, I know that, that she would agree that, uh, that this is a tremendous journey that we have started. And, uh, and Dr. Berman, uh, Elizabeth, she's just, I mean, it's, I don't even have, I don't know how to even express my gratitude, thanks, and my adoration for And for all of you, it's, it's, the, it's, we're all, you know, together in this journey. And that is, the most extraordinary way of trying to evolve further. Uh, so uh, I just want to express my thanks uh, to all of you again. And uh, we'll just keep moving ahead, just you know, one day at a time and, and, and keep growing. All right, so Dr. Berman, if you want to close up today. Yeah, let's send our blessings out 
to all life on the planet in, in whatever ways that make sense to you. I'm going to do three ohms that just open your heart and send your love and your deep, deep intention that all life on planet earth experiences love in the way that it's meaningful to them. So breath in. Oh. Oh. Thank you, everyone, and good night. Have a wonderful week. Thank, Thank you for your insights. Good night. Thank you. Bye. Have a good week. Yes.